Well, 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 welcome to the Flipside Podcast, where we talk everything upside down and inside out. And today, we have Liam Dans on the on the ones and twos. Liam Dans, everybody. How we doing, folks? So this guy, we met in a hilarious way. Um, what's new? A lot of my friends have come from a numerology circle, GG33. This is one of them. However, it's been like really weird synchronicities between our friendship so i feel like that's yeah we met through twitter <laughs> through twitter who would have thought man you know you make some of the best friends through twitter especially in that gg group it's uh it's something man it's shout out joshua true. i was just about to say that shout out joshua <laughs> our uh episode eight i believe joshua that is who we are referring to but but yeah, so we um we both came up in the numerology world in the spiritual community, if that's what we want to call it. And now we kind of both do some entrepreneurial things as well. We found out that we were both potentially degenerates as children. Um, but you know, now we have grown out of that and are true entrepreneurs. And I'm ready to talk to Liam about some of the advice that he might have for anybody who wants to venture off into these new avenues. So I think you're doing real estate now. Like, what are you doing? You do like yeah. 10 different things. And so I want to hear like your journey yeah. into, I mean, finding kind of this new path. Cause didn't you tell me too, like numerology even was, is like a newer thing in your life. Yeah. yeah so a lot of the stuff was actually, uh, I want to say last year or two years ago now in 2021 during the summer and stuff, everything kind of started popping off. You know, we had the quarantine going on. COVID was real big. So everybody's kind of staying at home um the vaccine was a really big thing at the time it was a hot topic and you know looking for folks that had similar ideals and beliefs at the time was a little bit different considering that uh i was on the opposing side to what most people wanted right i didn't really want to take the vaccine for myself um figured i was healthy enough you know i was doing holistic treatments and stuff and then you know you find this community on twitter and then that's where gg comes in you have this spiritual awakening um by finding this and this this like-minded group of individuals that kind of agreed with what I was saying, but also challenged me to think differently on um, different aspects of what was going on just as a whole, what we were dealing with for the country and nobody really had answers, right? So we're just trying to look for those. Um, the truth seekers, I believe is what you and uh, Andre call it, right? So. Yeah, it's, it's speaking of, yeah, Dre, Dre's all about that. Like, you know, like the, um, fight the agents of the matrix yeah he's neo we, yo. yeah which we appreciate <laughs> yeah but uh yeah yeah numerology was definitely a new thing you know you see it on twitter and you learn you know for me it started with angel numbers you know so now i'm seeing like 333 and 555 and all this stuff and then numerology pops up i'm like hmm when i see this guy on twitter his name's gary like, who's this Gary guy? What's everybody talking? And then GG33. I'm like, what is this GG33? So, you know, just like everybody else, I get to looking at it, get to want to see what this is about, what the what my life path number is, and what my Chinese zodiac and all these other things are. And uh, you start to see a lot of similarities between them, right? Um, we could both agree with that. And you just kind of, you know, I dove into that and it resonated really tough with me. You know, um, one of the things we talk about, we also in this, uh, this Kundalini group um, that has something to do with with GG33 as well by Kylie. You've had her on the podcast too. Beautiful soul, lover. Um, and that helped me get to this Christ consciousness that I believe we all 
agree is probably the best way to describe these this higher power, this higher self, right? Um, and you know, I wouldn't have found none of that without without GG thirty three, without going down the spiritual path. So uh, very, you know, very grateful to be able to have found it and to be able to just be living this this paradigm that I'm in right now. You know, it's kind of funny because I I don't know how I forgot to also mention the kundalini part of our friendship because I feel like there's been this really cool path where it did start exactly where you're talking about like just trying to find like-minded people that were even open to having a conversation regardless if you agreed or not and it was like okay well where can I go okay let me find these people okay now look I'm finding these people and then you start realizing like oh what a cool little like melting pot of all these different personalities that we all, though, at the core, like these, you know, working on ourselves. I think self-development was really like the core thing. And that's something that I can definitely see in you, too, is that like you're that type of person where it's like every morning is like, get your gym on. And I'm like, shit, I'm not at the gym. And like, you know, so like you keep that motivation thing going for yourself like I see that really really heavy so that's something definitely I want to dive deeper in with you today on this episode is like I think a lot of people and I'm really just generalizing right now but I think a lot of people can attest to this I think over the last couple years there's been a lull in like knowing exactly what people want to do as before COVID and quarantine it was kind of like oh I want to do this and that's what I'm going for and you know quarantine kind of switched everything up and it was like are these my values are these the things that I want to do and I think I'm seeing people kind of not struggling to find it but I see them really wanting to find that avenue to find themselves and find the thing that really actually speaks to their their soul and like what they want to do and so I wanted to ask you as somebody who I kind of like watched on this journey of like really, really diving deep into yourself and your self-development, like what would you say to anybody who's a little bit lost and wants to start really tapping into their potential and and Mm -hmm. how how do they go from point A to whatever that point B is? You know, I think that's beautiful because with the, uh, with the quarantine, I think, to piggyback off what you said, it definitely had people reevaluate what was most important in their lives, right? Because everybody was on this hustle and bustle, living their day-to-day life. They have work, they have this, they have that. And then when quarantine happened, right, it made everybody stop. So that I think allowed them to be able to actually, what do I want to do? Not what do I have to do? Because so many people then, they were getting money from uh, the EDD or the PPP or like whatever it was. And so they didn't have to struggle to worry about bills or, or anything to be able to eat to live. So now you can think about what you actually want to offer or provide to society if that's what you, if that's the type of person you are, right? So for me personally, when it came to uh, diving into myself, you know, uh, back in during the pandemic and stuff, I was pretty overweight, not gonna lie. I like went the other way. Some people got really into working out and stuff. Some people got like kind of uh, hermit mode and uh, maybe let themselves go a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I was one of those people, unfortunately, until... Uh, I got to this point in my life where I wanted to work on the self-development. Same time I got into GG, got into Kundalini. Um, and the Kundalini showed me a lot about discipline, right? It's like showing up every day, um, doing this 30-minute meditation that really isn't that hard to do 30 minutes. And it developed this discipline. So like one of our favorite people is David Goggins, right? Oh, Shout out yes. David Goggins. <laughs> hard M effort. Love that dude. 
but he says that motivation is crap, right? Mm-hmm. And that discipline is everything. So for folks that want to just start, literally that's it, just start. Like you need to not be in your head. Like I was that bigger guy in the gyms, like going back into it. I had lifted when I was younger and everything, but so I had a little bit of strength. Um, but the insecurities and everything were all still there in my head, right? You're going in there, you're seeing in shape people that have been doing this for years, that have been doing this for time or whatever. And you get a little discouraged. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. Uh, maybe you're a little shy. You don't want to go up and ask these people. They could be, maybe you run into somebody and they weren't as kind to you as most folks are in the gym or whatever. So it ruins, uh, your appetite to put a bad taste in your mouth, you know? Um, so I would say like, you know, for anybody out there, especially when it comes to fitness, uh, fitness, in my opinion, is like the biggest thing that's going to allow you to elevate yourself in every area. Because if you're in physically good shape, you're going to think better. Your body's not going to hurt as much. You're not going to suffer from being sick as much. I mean, there's so many benefits, but just being in shape on top of, you know, as a guy, you're more well-respected, um, intimidating the kind of a thing, but not like a, a, a bad sense or whatever, more so just like a protector. You know, people look at you and they um, they want to listen to what you have to say. You're taking more seriously. Like there's so many benefits from being in shape that you see later on once you actually get there. And I think everybody should, you know, if nothing else, just for your health. With what we've seen with all this stuff about having to take a quick fix or a jab or a pill or everyone wants things quick, but it always takes work. You know, and that, that goes for entrepreneurship. That goes for everything. That goes for your podcast. I mean, the podcast, it's it's a lot of work. People don't see it all, but it's a lot of work to get this all done, get people linked up, everything, you know? You know, it's funny because I, I remember to, um, gosh, you know what? It's been a while now. Look at this. So college, um, mm. I was actually like, if I had to say that I was depressed during any time of my life, it was like age 20 and I remember like I'd always been really fit and worked out, got to college. And then obviously, you know, your priorities change because you're, you know, trying to do classes or trying to take care of yourself for like the first time, like in that setting. And I just remember anytime I was feeling down and somebody told me to go to the gym, I just wanted to like, like strangle them in that moment. You know what I mean? But it's so accurate that even though it might be the annoying solution for some people, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, but I want to yeah. I want to feel better without having to do that. Like, you know, because we're human. We all do like we're so human like that. It's like, well, yeah, I want to feel better, but I don't want to do that. Like, it's so right. weird how we can tap into that. And um, yeah, so to anybody too, like exactly what Liam said, just start like most of the time too, people don't care at all all what you're doing in the gym like everybody's no. so focused on themselves like yep. you see them looking at themselves in the mirror man you see them doing this they're thinking the same thing as you even some of the most fit people in the gym they're still in their head thinking about this and that order just totally in their own world like a lot of folks really ain't looking at you like that you know what i'm saying and the the only thing i would say is get your form down you know what i'm saying you can get your form down you never have to worry about weight and then you don't have to worry about what you look like either because you have good forms and then people are looking at you and say they're looking at me because my form is good. You know what I mean? And you change it with a positive. Everyone, I think, wants to think uh, they're being viewed negatively and then they get on themselves, you know? And that's something that it just takes time and, uh, you know, you can get it done. But you're, you're 100% right when it comes to not wanting to do, it's like, here's a solution, but no, I don't want to do that. It's like, you're mad thirsty and someone gives you a, a thing of water, but you're like, that ain't boss water though. So like, I'm not going to drink that. 
know what I'm saying? No, exactly. It's so funny how we do this. We can do this with anything as a human. And so I like how this episode is kind of turning more into like a discipline habits thing, because when we really get behind like the the psychology of those two things, it's everything that we do in life. It's all the same. And so this is just proving to me, it's like, yeah, like you said, here's a solution. Oh, you want to actually make money this year? What are the things that you're going to have to do? Oh, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'd rather sleep. Oh my God, I would rather sleep too. But guess what? Like, <laughs> The money ain't going to make itself. Right. So it's like yeah. be, really having to tap into whatever it is that you want. And I really like your story about how you were like, you know, you're honest about how you went into hermit mode. You weren't in the best place in your life. And you were just like, no like you yeah, know yeah, yeah it's just deciding like, like deciding right now what it is that you want to accomplish and then recognizing and right now we're going to tell you as a listener nobody cares like that sounds maybe bad maybe you want people to care maybe, like you know what I mean but nobody cares about whether or not you are failing or succeeding because nobody has enough time to pay attention to every single move that you're making and in reality when they finally see like that created version of yourself after the process is really taking place they're going to be so moved by that and say somebody's jealous of it it's because they're not doing it that's the only way <laughs> that they're jealous you know yeah, i never met a hater that was doing better than you ever right right and most people that are on a level that you want to aspire to be at, those people are so supportive. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's what I mean by like folks in the gym, like all the biggest dudes in the gym that I ever had uh, questions or asked or whatever, they were all so cordial, accommodating, kind. They showed me, went out of their way to stop their workout, even though they, they're busy during the day, but they can see someone that genuinely wants to learn and they'll take their time. Like I can't even tell you how many folks uh, in GG that I've met that they didn't need to give me their time, but they allowed me to ask questions and to be able to learn and everything because they saw that I was serious. So if you're a serious person that actually is trying to learn and you're not in there to just like mess around or whatever, man, folks will recognize that. And it, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're starting at the beginning, you can't even bench the bar. Or if you're able to do like 225 and maybe you need to just work on your uh, form a little bit to be able to get better reps or range of motion or whatever it is. Like you just need to, uh, I think you just need to humble yourself a little bit. And I know Joshua, he doesn't, doesn't like that word very much, humble, but like, because uh, it means less than, but it's like, I think uh, there might be a better word for it, but it's more so just allowing yourself to be a student, to be a, a complete student all the way around, like as if you know nothing. And right. there's, you, there's not like a negative connotation towards that. It's more so just, everybody has to be a beginner at something like we, we all learn something and you have to put in reps to be able to get there. So just not being afraid of starting over, you know, I think that's a, that's a big thing. I've, I've had to struggle with that in my life. You know, you make it to a certain point doing something now you have this identity, your ego tells yeah. you this is where you are. It's really hard to go back down here, Yeah. but you know, you got to swallow your pride sometimes and just get to it. Like you said, nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody really that everybody's got to worry about themselves. So it's hard for them to just worry about you too. So Nobody's going to hand you anything and you just need to go out there and do it. And then if you get opportunities, always take them like always. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's, that's really good advice too. like, always take the opportunity no matter what, because sometimes we don't think that we're ready and an opportunity yeah. will present itself. And then it's like, but when would you be ready? Right. Like just take it because I, honestly, half of the people, 
And I love this. It's like half of the people that we see that are successful, like they threw, what is it like pasta at the ceiling and like finally got in one stuck. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you're throwing a thousand noodles and it's like, Oh, look like a couple stuck. Like, I don't know. I like that analogy that I do like that analogy too because that's yeah. what you gotta do so many people just want to take like one or two pasta noodles and just throw it and it doesn't stick and now they're like oh I must suck it's like no that pasta just wasn't it people weren't vibing with it but the wall likes this pasta so right. now you can this and ride with it that's that's all it is. it's just putting out content right and that's right. uh you know I feel like a lot of the big uh, social media folks or entrepreneurs whatever it is that's what they all say when when they're online it's just about content. People just need things to consume. You know what I'm saying? And not everything is going to vibe. Not everything is going to be the best. But there is going to be one thing that resonates as long as you just keep going. You know, I feel like every entrepreneur that has really made it will tell you, like, they failed a bunch. You just didn't see their failures and uh, attribute that to them because they never gave up. And now they got something that actually works. So now that's what you see them for. And uh my favorite David Goggins quote, and I'm going to butcher this because there's so many, but when you oh, just man. talked about failure, like one of my favorite things that he's ever said, he's like, I've failed 10,000 times, motherfucker. Like, yeah, for real, like- man. <laughs> he's so fun. I love how real David Goggins is, man. Shout out David Goggins. Like that dude, you want to talk about someone that motivates you? Yo, if you can motivate Joe Rogan, listen, you got, <laughs> you got an extra gear, man. You know, you making you making comments or videos and songs out of the haters comments and you read them out loud while you run mar- like ultra marathons, man. You setting the bar to a to another level, you know, dude, like, OK, sorry, this is just an aside, because if you guys can't tell, like Liam and I are like big homies right now. So we talk about a lot of stuff. So I just can't want to keep like laughing at everything because we were both reading David Goggins book at the same time. For real. And we were like, we were like. How many times did David Goggins lose his toenails? <laughs> like, yo, that man, yeah, his toes and his feet, man. Listen, that man, <laughs> crazy, right? He just, he just goes. It's a different level, but you know, it was Look, inspiring somehow. Like, it was, it was mad funny. It was like, okay, if he can lose his toenails and keep doing everything he's doing and stuff like that, and over and over again, and keep going through all the hardships, like, what is what what is doing a little bit more cardio right right i mean he was running like the ultra marathon so like something i didn't know either before reading that book was that there are a hundred mile ultra marathons like i didn't realize that that? like when i heard ultra marathon i thought it meant like 40 miles you know like it just didn't that's that's just a grande marathon you know to get the ultra marathon you got to go above the Right. And I didn't yeah. know that there were actual people on this planet that were like a hundred miles. Hell yeah. Up for three days, however long it is. And it's like David Goggins is like, yeah, on mile 12, I lost my two front toenails. I had to keep going. <laughs> like, Never like, you know that? Man. What? So for 90 miles, you were running on your foot like that. Like, it just crazies me. Like, you know, you like can hear those things and then you're reading it in story and you're like, I'm never complaining again. No. Yeah, because like it's just, what is that? It's like when someone gives you something that uh, gives you a different perspective, you just, you know, a lot of your problems, they go away. I think there's like a saying where it goes, you know, if you wanted to trade your problems with everybody in the world, they took their problems and dropped them. Mm-hmm. Like somebody would pick up your problems, you'd be left with some that's way worse 
most likely because your hardest thing that you've ever had to do is the hardest thing you've ever had to do. So, you know, that's one thing where you try to look at people with compassion too. So like you see new people doing anything in the gym, it's like, it might be hard for them now, but like everything is hard for you at first. Everything is hard for you until it isn't hard anymore, you know? So once you, uh, you know, you just have to experience life and you can't be dogging somebody just because their experience may not have been uh, deemed as hard as, as what you've had to go through or whatever, you know? That's, David Goggins is a perfect example of that, man. He still gives back to people all the time, even though he's had to go through so much in life. So, you know, right. Right. And oh, I have a great question, I think. What's up? Um, this just popped up in general as like somebody because I know we've kind of had the same we've had a lot of similar parallels when it comes to growing up and just like being super independent at a very young age. But I think that there's a lot of missing content. This is why I wanted to have you on is like a lot of missing content for young men that's like mm. positive and doesn't try to like tell them that they need to be x y and z or like one version of themselves so like I really wanted to ask you too as somebody who is like a young kid who has either been told all their life like they can't accomplish whatever it is that they want or has been somebody uh like David Goggins like you know people we know um just that have failed so far or maybe haven't had the right guidance like what is your best piece of advice for men who kind of are like a little bit lost that, you know, what you would wanted to hear if you could talk to that younger version of yourself? That's a really good question. There's a few things I would want to say. Uh, I believe though that the biggest one is to be kind to yourself. You know, when it comes to young men nowadays, um, me specifically, I'll say, say this, that I'm very hard on myself and I don't believe that what I do is almost ever good enough. Like I always think that I can improve. I can get better. I can do something better. Um, the outcome could be better. Like no matter what it is, it's, it's always trying to self-improve and it's a positive, but can also be a detriment if you're talking to yourself up here and you're not being kind, if you're always like dogging yourself, because that's what you're going to think. And then that's what you're projecting out there. So being patient as well as kind to yourself, because as men specifically, um, and young men, a lot of folks don't want to take you serious and nobody really coddles you or caters to you or gives you certain things kind of like how they do with, uh, with women, you know what I mean? Or children or whatever it is. Um, they just don't seem to, to care as much, which it's not unfair necessarily. That's just the dynamic of it. But, um, because that is what it is, you know, you just create value to be patient, kind to yourself and create some value. It doesn't matter what it is. You could be, um, a grocery bagger at the store, you help some old lady out to her car or something like that so she didn't slip because it was snowy outside. Like, that's value. Like, be be a true man and learn how to be a gentleman too. Um, and you can't be a gentle man without first being a man. And a man has to be capable of doing, you know, a lot of things. You got to be capable of taking care of your family or a family for that matter. Um, you have to be dangerous in a sense. Like, one of, my, one of my favorite things that we talk about, me and my boys, we always say stay dangerous, you know? And it's not in a aggro like oh, I'm gonna get you type way mm-hmm. it's just more so like living life unafraid of mm-hmm. um you know opinion or consequence for the most part you know within reason don't don't be out here robbing banks or doing anything crazy like that folks but um you know don't be afraid don't be afraid to to jump into the deep end you know don't just dip your toes in there you know see what it's about right and a lot of the things that I see too um with young men is like 
being in the wrong group, it happens to women for sure too. But, um, you know, just kind of wanted to do a more focus on men because I think that a lot of the times we don't talk about that your y'all side of the conversation, which I think a lot of people would think is controversial if I say that, but I think that we talk about women's mental health like a lot and we kind of forget to, to bring in a different perspective. And so if you could tell yourself too, like as if, if you see like a young kid, like getting kind of like roped into like the quote unquote wrong things or like maybe dangerous in the wrong way, like, but you see that potential and you know what I mean? Like you, you can tell in a yeah. kid, like when they have so much potential in them, like, I don't know if that's just me, but I can like look at a kid and be like, yo, that kid's going to like, that kid's cool. Like that kid's going to do some crazy stuff when he gets older, but like it can happen to anybody. We can start to, you know, get a little bit influenced by the wrong people. So what would you say is more of like a mentor for other guys coming up? What would you mm-hmm. say? Well, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that young men are very impressionable. I mean, young young people in general are impressionable, but especially young men that are looking for something because they want to be a part of something. Uh, I feel like a lot of men think that they could do something that's greater than just themselves. So when you, you know, they want to attach themselves to almost anything that gives them purpose in a sense, which could be the wrong crowd. And I would say that um, just doing positive things, you know, if you put yourself in the right environment, you're going to meet folks that are going to put you in a better circle. So we'll say the gym, for instance, if you go to the gym, you're going to find a lot of folks there that are disciplined, goal oriented and get after it, especially bigger dudes in the gym and stuff. So when you work your way up to get to that level and maybe start spotting them, maybe you're asking them for like certain advice, maybe they start spotting you, whatever it is, you develop these relationships with folks and you don't get around people that maybe are like a bad influence. So like when I went to the gym, I found some dudes that were into church, right? They were Christians and we got to talking about God. We got to talking about life, philosophy, all these different things. And I saw that. Okay. And then I went to church and I met some other people that were like-minded, but also gave me a, a better outlook on certain things. So it's like, if where you are and where you're spending your time is probably the most important thing because if you're doing stuff that's going to elevate you and you're around the right people that are going to help you do that that's everything if you surround yourself with things that are maybe low vibrational um, going down the wrong path maybe you're getting into the streets maybe you feel like you have something to prove you got a chip on your shoulder whatever that can all be beneficial but you have to channel it correctly Mm. you know um, so yeah, being around, being around the right crowd is definitely the most important thing. And that all starts with being around the right places. So, uh, just using a little bit of discernment and being like, okay, maybe I should go to, uh, the YMCA that's by this like, uh, wealthy area. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of going to the one that's in this like projects because the homies all hoop over here, but like, don't be afraid to go over here and go talk to these people and see if you can switch it up. Maybe you can then talk to this guy. Like, man, shoot, I've met people at the gym. This one guy, he owned, and I'm in real estate, right? And he owns 200 properties in the town that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? I got to chopping it up with him, uh, seeing what's up and everything. And then he kind of like, he winged me a little bit. He gave me his number, asked for his email. He gave me his number, you know, uh, and then just spit some game to me for like 30 minutes. He didn't need to, but it's like, that opportunity wouldn't have happened had I not put myself in that position, had I not been seen in the right areas enough. So yeah, definitely, definitely where you spend your time. That's, that's the biggest thing for, for most men, man. You really need to put some thought into what you're doing and why you're there. I like that. I like that advice a lot because I think that 
when I look at everybody in general, uh, of course, it's, this is a generalization. Everybody can pick what they want to do. But when I look at people in general, everybody wants to feel like they have a purpose. And so it's just yes. really using discernment, like you said, like, where is that purpose going to allow me to be the best version of myself? And you've got to decide that for yourself. So I like all of this advice, like pick the location because your environment really is, you know, it, it goes back to adaptation too, like how we adapt to our surroundings and how we evolve. So that's really good advice. I like that. Go outside. Yeah, go outside. <laughs> go outside. Yeah. We outside. <laughs> we outside. No, for, for real, for real. And I do like to um, going back to almost like the Kundalini thing, because I think I think that this is more when you develop some skill sets around this. Like it's not it's not going to be the easiest thing to do for somebody who just found out about Kundalini and they're maybe going through a bad time. And it's like transmute the energy <laughs> from a yeah, negative like, to you, a positive. Right, right. But it's like it's those things, too, where it's like um you know, if you're in those head spaces of like negativity, that chip on your shoulder, whatever it is, like finding those little practices that can also be by yourself. And you don't even have to tell anybody you're doing it, but it is positive and it can impact you positively and move from a negative to a positive. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to take baby steps, man. You can't, you got to run before or walk before you run. You know, you gotta, you gotta just take things day by day. And, and be disciplined, you know, always remember that word discipline for like anybody listening for real, because everyone wants to have motivation. They want to be motivated. And like, even what I do by posting certain things, like always being at the gym and always, you know, getting after my goals, like trying to remind people, like whatever your goals are today, just get 1% better. That's all you got to do. You don't have to completely change who you are. You don't have to make all these crazy strides, but if you make 1% every day, man, that's 365% at the end of the year. You see what I'm saying? So you've improved three and a half times of who you were as long as you did it every day. And if you, even if you don't do it every day, man, don't get down on yourself. One of the biggest things that Kylie taught us in class was if you miss a day, it's not the end of the world. Just because other people have like 400 plus days or whatever in a row, that doesn't mean you're less than because you missed the day because something happened or whatever. You know what I mean? You just get back on your horse, get back on your mat, you know, and get after it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I have to pause. Hold up. Not a horse. We don't mess with horses uh, on some Chinese astrology stuff. But, you know, like, just get on your mat. You know what I'm saying? I had, I had to make that clear because I know Joshua was like, what do you say? No, nah, but. Uh... No, it's so funny. Just for everybody listening who isn't into GG33, there's like, quote unquote, enemy signs. And Liam is a uh, rat Chinese astrology. And his no, quote unquote enemy is horse. Just so everybody's not like, what? What's he talking about? He doesn't like horses. Listen, I'm so serious about this. I don't even play horse when we play basketball. It is pig <laughs> every time. I don't make any exceptions for anybody, too. I don't care if they are a horse. We're playing pig. Josh was like both of our bigger brothers. Like, like I, you know, I call I call Josh because he. Uh, side note, really quick. Sorry, everybody. But Josh was also born in North Carolina. Rooster Aquarius. Like, I just Iowa. think that's so weird. Same here. So it's like brother like, like are you supposed to be my big brother and so i feel like uh for everybody who doesn't know who we're talking about like josh will be the one for me and liam who's like why'd you say why would you say that like you need to you need to be more like aware yeah numbers mechanic on uh twitter and on instagram look him up hella good numerologist 
one of the best out there. You want to get a reading with him. He's pretty booked up, but I'm telling you what, man, he'll change your life. He gives you so much insight and he's very knowledgeable, man. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that was one great thing about GG. You know, I was so skeptical at first with it too. Like, like when I first started learning about it, it was, it was cool. And I was like, man, I want to know about this. And Gary, I'm not even gonna lie. Gary got onto one of your spaces. You were doing a space with, uh, with Dre. Right. Right. And that was Gary actually so, that was so funny to me. Cause that was the first space Dre and I had ever done. And we're like, holy shit. <laughs> Gary's yeah, here. <laughs> right. And he just took over the show, man. And it like, he sold me on it. I ain't gonna lie. That man is an incredible salesman. Like at the end of the day, he's he has a mouthpiece like for days and it is represented by how he lives his life and who he knows and everything else but um you know at one point it was so funny I thought that you know I, that, I think it may might have been like buyer's remorse or like whatever but after you you get into the group or whatever it is you'd be looking at uh, something and you're like obviously you get into the group to learn about the numerology but there's also a factor of like okay there's a lot of like-minded individuals that are all doing these different things some of them have connections in different fields that are yeah. very valuable right so you see that too by being in a group and it's just it's it's very beneficial in that sense but i thought that gary was out here right so i think he said something about something like just being in sales and stuff and the way that my my scorpio and double four mind works i'm a detective so i want to find out everything i got to get to the bottom of it you know and i remember i thought he was using girls because i was like man this would be really smart you get girls to be online you got a lot of dudes out there most of the dudes online are simps that aren't like in the real world doing stuff or whatever and they probably don't get as much attention so if you get pretty girls to be able to support gg33 and then they start talking to these dudes they'll get them interested these dudes will want to talk about stuff and it'll uh what you call it? it'll entice them to want to buy in i remember when i told that to to joshua and gary and they both looked at me and just started laughing hella tough like that i'd be like that would be smart but no they're not they don't need to do that and that's not what they were doing <laughs> I was just, I was laughing so hard. I was like, ah, okay. I guess I was thinking, I was getting a little paranoid. And you want to talk about the rat traps in the matrix, man, just getting paranoid. Like that, man, they still laughed about that. That was, that was good. It was some good no, stuff. No, it's so, it, it is funny like that because there are some times where you're like, I know for me, the reason why that I joined is because I've always loved this kind of stuff. And anybody who knows me, it's like, actually, that's funny because uh, anybody that knows me, like every year, they're like, what do you do for work? You know what I mean? Because I'm always doing like the most random stuff. Like it's just in my life, I've always liked experience and to figure out what something is like. So um, in the process, I was like, okay, you know what? I don't know anything about this. I want to join and see what it has to offer. And then for my, I, I kind of had that same feeling where I was like, did I make a mistake? Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, why would I even think that? Because if anything... I've met a new community of people that are really, really cool. Like that was investing in myself in some way. And, you know, the rest is history. But it's funny that you said that. <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to bring that up because, man, a lot of folks out there are skeptical about Gigi, man. They think that we're like a cult or or like, I don't know, that we all got swindled by Gary or like whatever it is. And it's like, that's not the case. Like everybody, he gives you plain facts. and like I said, you might think into it a little bit more and have this have this feeling or whatever. But at the end of the day, man, it's it's not just the numerology. It's the community. It's everything. Man, this man provides value. You know yeah. what I mean? Provides value in a lot of different uh, areas. And then, like you said, it connects us all to like-minded folks. Without GG33, there's no way that this podcast is happening, like, with me on yeah. it talking. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. um, it's, no a, it's a wonderful thing. You don't need to make it your entire life. I'm going to say that. You don't need to make it your yeah. entire life. 
you you can use the numbers, you can use them as a, a ability to navigate through the waters of the matrix, right? But it's not the end all, like be all in a sense of like, you need to think about, okay, well, I was thinking this and this number popped up. And so it must mean this or what, like, just no, take, I think, take I, think I think that's the trap that a lot of people get in with the angel numbers too, where it's like, I yeah. saw one, 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 they're, they're coming. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, no, we, we can all like calm down. It's like use things with your own discernment. It's all everything that I've learned. If I have like a, a really good baseline statement to make for all of this kind of stuff, like everything that I've talked about in this podcast, not just the numbers, whatever. It's like everything is a tool to help you learn more about yourself. Agreed. And that's it. Like we don't know everything. We're never going to know everything, but it's a cool experience. And when you kind of let go and just say like, all right, I'm willing to have fun. I have some of these tools that can help me along the way. Like, great. That's, you know, life is, life is interesting for sure. So, you know, sometimes you just got to take it and run, but you know, sometimes we do have some numerology tricks up our sleeves. It's okay. Sometimes, so watch out. No, I'm fine. But, uh, <laughs> no, it yeah. ain't like that. <laughs> Nah, nah, no, nah. because some people be like, hey, they they like they witches and warlocks and stuff. I feel like I, I've heard that from a couple of folks that they'd be thinking because like we, you know, the the psychology breakdown is on another level. Like it really is when you think about it uh, yeah. and, and you kind of dive into it and you test it out and stuff like that. So uh, it'd be funny to me when folks think you're like uh, you're a wizard or you're going to cast a spell on them or like whatever. It's like, listen, all right, magic is real, but I don't know about like that. Like, yeah, I wish I was a wizard, to be honest like qualities you i could see you oh, being thank a, you. A, harry, a harry potter you know harry potter wizard i can see that thank you that's my favorite yeah. it's like one of my favorite things i think i talk about harry potter like almost every episode i will refrain y'all um you know look because it's because i got dobby right there oh you do yeah. hey dobby got a stock or what no so i have i have another dobby statue downstairs but he's holding this the sock and it's like free elf which i like the premise of that where it's like dobby is a free elf it's you know it speaks volumes to me but yeah anyway anyways yeah but uh (laughs) yeah man these uh these these people these these people want this type of stuff so we gotta talk about it we definitely do um when it comes to let me ask you something, okay? How oh, about- okay. I like yeah. how this is like a new... I like how this is a new theme this year is that people are throwing questions at me for the first time where I'm like, hell yeah, okay. Like, mm-hmm. keep me on my toes. Let me ask you this. What's the most interesting thing you've seen with podcasting so far? Ooh. Or learned? I mean, there's definitely interesting things all the time, but I have to say that one of my favorite episodes... and like every episode I absolutely adore so I just want to get that clear for everybody but one that was just I think I just didn't anticipate or expect anything like too crazy for like I just didn't know what to expect with it and then it became like one of the most beautiful conversations that I ever had and I knew it was going to be great but um, it was when I talked to Adela who is the medium and seer and mm-hmm. she brought me so much calm and clarity in my life that like I didn't even anticipate. And I think that as humans, a lot of the times we kind of stop living 
in the present and start thinking about our mortality or like our legacy and all of these things that can kind of take us out of the present moment. And Mm. maybe for other people speaking to somebody who speaks to the dead, like would have the opposite effect. But for me, it made me so comforted and calm and just like, she's like, they're all around us all the time. Like everything's like not that like different and it wasn't scary by any means it was just more of like what you learn here and what's in these other dimensions like when you pass is it's all you know like you still get to have your memories you still love the things that you loved and the people that you loved and like your memories don't actually just go away like it's all kind of still there and like you know, so it was just a really cool, beautiful conversation that I didn't expect. And for me, it brought me a lot of calm and it, it weirdly made me like so much more present. And that makes sense. It, it does make sense. That's wild that you had that experience where as for a lot of other people, maybe they would have looked at it the other way and maybe been less comforted by that, you know, mm-hmm. because it's a final saying like to me when I hear that that means okay so is that just what happens when we pass our spirits and everything stay around or you know we're we're with our loved ones or whatever it is and then when does that move on does that move on when we everybody who we've come in contact with that we love is no longer in this form anymore or does it then travel on because they love people too right so then you got their kids and grandkids does that mean the spirits all stay around that entire time did they go somewhere else after a certain period of time? Like, like, right. Those were, so- those were my questions too, because I think too, and she didn't confirm this or, or deny this. I don't even think I asked the question, but I've been thinking about it since this episode is like, so if we're on this side of the dimension and say like one step above is this like next transitional phase, maybe we're just totally incapable of seeing like the next step after that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? like the eyes to see. You know how we always talk about that when you finally have the eyes to see certain things. Okay, that makes sense. Right. So maybe like where it's like we live our lives in this certain way that we really can comprehend in this dimension. Like maybe, you know, there's that next step where it's like you live your life as that spirit spirit or version of yourself for however long, or maybe you accomplish something else that we don't really know yet. And then you could see the next stage. So I don't know. <laughs> it's mad interesting it's a lot to think about i might have to go go back and re-listen to that one because yeah that's that's hella interesting right so if anybody has realized anything today it's me and liam are like are like thinking friends so it's like hey i've been thinking like what do you think this means (laughs) like spending Uh. hours like if we had a past life i feel like we would both have been at the like philosopher's table where it would have just been like all day <laughs> like why does this mean this and what 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 is this what is the outcome of this where do we go yeah so many things we just we love to think deeply you know that's that's one thing that is great you know what i'm saying it, it definitely connected us because we can go in and look at it from so many different perspectives too you being aquarius me being a scorpio you know we think similarly but from a different viewpoint and so yes. it gives that perspective that's like oh I didn't look at it from that side or and oh I didn't look at it from that side and then we can get this like better look at the truth right and what's so funny this is just another funny thing to me an aside but okay Liam super Scorpio person like yes detective like 
he'll be thinking of things that I'm like, holy shit, I didn't even think of that to begin with. But then this man showed me his chart and I thought I was like all air. This man has seven like Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini placements. So it's like you big air. Yeah, you have it. It's funny to me because I thought I was an airhead. I had like five planets, or no, I think, yeah, four or five planets. And then didn't Joshua jump into and he's like, I got six planets in air. And you were like, well, you guys didn't know this about me. (laughs) Like seven. (laughs) I was like, damn. Okay. You really like, I hope you're not exhausted because I feel exhausted in my own head a lot of the times. So, you know, discipline. Yeah, you got to calm it down, you know, when you have so many air signs and stuff, too. That's why I think it's important to know your chart, because you really do learn about yourself. You know, like a lot of folks will look at astrology and be like, oh, it's a bunch of hoopla or whatever. But there's, you know, a lot of truth in everything that there is. And you can just look at it based on by how you are. So then that's how you then, I don't know if it's troubleshoot, but more so navigate um, how your mind itself works and how to be able to just like calm it down. You know, that's one thing with, uh, you know, going back to working out Kundalini, all these things, they bring this calmness so that there's the ability to use that. Um, you know, I think it's kind of like a superpower to be able to think as deeply as we do, because it allows you to look at stuff on a broad spectrum and like see the whole puzzle. Right. right. And be able to piece things together in the right way. So it's able to use that in a concise um just direct way so that you're not all over the place because it's so easy for us to be like well what about this what about that what about this what about that and like you almost never get to the point of something because you're just like this tangent had you start thinking about this tangent and then you just go off and everything so uh it's definitely it definitely all ties in together with this self-improvement you know you should learn about yourself it does does. i've noticed anybody who has a love for self-development it's like any tool possible to just kind of seek out some clarity and then I think to tie it it all up it's like you can use all of these tools and then at the very end of the game kind of situation everything is whether you decide if that's true for you right right and I think that's like a big thing that a lot of people forget is like they're always kind of seeking outside validation from everyone else but themselves so I love this whole like how this conversation has really brought been brought full circle because it's like yes you can use all of these different things all of this advice is great but remember at the core of it it's like whatever you decide is going to work best for you like know that you have the power to decide that for yourself absolutely yeah really couldn't have said it better you know it's funny that you say that too because i was just talking to this kid in the gym the other day he came in there uh he's a worker there or whatever he's a skinnier kid um and he just wanted to he just wanted to chop it up with me I, i'd seen him maybe a couple times in there before but i never really had a conversation with him he just came up and started talking to me while i was doing my bench and stuff and uh you know he, he got to saying a couple of things about how he doesn't usually go up and, and talk to people because he feels a little awkward or it's, it's not as easy or whatever he's like you know he, he said one thing he liked my voice and I've never heard somebody really like, I've heard some people say that, but like no one's come out and just said that like right away, right after meeting him or some of that. He's like, you got a really dope voice. And he said, you just make it so easy to talk to you and whatnot. Um, and it just, man, dude, like seeing that type of stuff and just telling him like, look, bro, everything, because he, he wants me to give him this cookie cutter kind of thing, or maybe not cookie cutter, but give him all the answers in a sense of like, how do you get big? How do you, uh, 
increase your strength or like or like how do you like go over talk to people like that type of stuff or whatever where it, when it's not so easy you know it's like well you know getting out of your head that's one thing but also looking at it like whatever's going to work for you you know because mm -hmm. he's like well what do you eat what do you how do you lift how do you do these things and it's like what i do works for me and it may work for you right but you have to troubleshoot on your own and mm -hmm. you know i think that goes for everything just like um, you know, and I really like the gym for that reason, because it's, it's like a metaphor for life. Like one of this dude, uh, his name's Miyamatsu Musashi. He's a samurai swordsman. He won 61 on one arm duels to the death uh, with a sword craziness. But he talks a lot about how when you see the way deeply in one thing, you can see the way broadly in all things. Right. Which is once you go really hard and deep into something, you'll be able to do that with everything because you realize that everything in life is reps now there may be things that you're going to be much better at you know like michael jordan was just going to be really good at basketball or like lebron james like if you're gary vaynerchuk against lebron james you're never going to be as good as lebron james right but lebron james is not going to be gary vaynerchuk at uh entrepreneurship or at uh, media marketing whatever it is so there's going to be things that you're innately going to be better at but everything is reps like at the end of the day um and you have to troubleshoot and find things out for yourself you know so Right. It's, a, it's a beautiful thing. It's all about self-development and uh, just becoming the best version of yourself, being able to then help people. Because if you're the best version of yourself, you're going to be able to go and help people. If you're not the best version of yourself, you're still working on yourself. You don't have the, the resources, the time, the energy to truly help somebody. You may think you're helping them. The intention may be there to help them, but you yourself are not capable of doing that yet because you haven't put in the work on yourself. So that's why I think self-development, improvement, everything is so important because after a certain amount of time, you're not coasting, but you're a lot better than you used to be. And now you can actually give that energy out to people and help them. Right. Small, incremental, consistent steps. And I actually heard recently too, and you can just, you know, notice this in everyday life, but some of the most talented people I've ever met are some of the first ones to give up. And some of the people mm -hmm. who aren't necessarily the most talented, but they're the most consistent because they just took that 1%, like you said earlier, every mm -hmm. day and were consistent somehow. And they did psychological research for this. I wish I knew what article where I could reference it. Sorry, everybody. Um, but consistency is actually one of the hardest learned skills you can implement into your life. I believe it. Because right. how many times do you wake up and you're just like, man, I don't want to do that today. Right. But it's I'm so not, hard. Yeah. And that's why I say motivation is crap. I agree totally with David Goggins about that because consistency is so hard to do. But once you got it down, man, it's like, uh, I think that's Newton's law where it's like something emotion is going to stay in motion. And that's yeah. what the consistency is. It gets so much easier when you just make this a part of your routine as opposed to stopping and then having to start again, because the beginning is the hardest part, no matter where you are, or where you stopped or whatever. It's always going to be hard to restart. But once you get going, man, it's easy and I, i've heard that same thing that you were saying too about um you know somebody that's very talented they don't have to be tested in the way that somebody who isn't talented did in the beginning so because mm -hmm. they have this mindset of like this is so easy and i can coast for however long they're going until they face real adversity or hardship or somebody that can do exactly what they do you know fighting is a really good example of that where you have somebody who's a naturally gifted fighter very good at uh, either stand-up or, or brazilian jiu-jitsu wrestling whatever it is and they get to a point where they didn't get tested enough. They didn't have to like see what their grit was because they're so good. They're so used to everything coming easy. Now when it's not easy, they don't have that mental fortitude built up, you know? 
um, and then they crumble. You know, it's like you said, like some, and I've heard, I think it was Mighty Mouse and Joe Rogan actually talking about this. Don't don't quote me, but Joe Rogan definitely had a podcast where he was speaking about this, and he said that that's exactly what happens with these fighters that are very talented. They just they give up, and they could have been so much better if they had this grit, they had this discipline, and the ability to swallow their pride and ego. And that comes in many different forms in many like areas of life and stuff. You could have been so much better, but the person that just got out there and did it every day Mm -hmm. is going to be so much further ahead. I mean, we see that on Twitter all the time. These, these big accounts and stuff, they tweet about that or um, you'll see it with successful people. They just say, I just didn't give up. You know, it goes back to to everybody. I just didn't give up. You didn't see my thousand failures. You know, all you see is me winning because I didn't give up. Right. I see it all the time with artists and musicians too. Yep. It's just like people who are natural born artists, but like they just give up so easily. But also, too, there's a whole other thing of like, you know, artists are more emotional, which isn't a, a downfall, but it's why the art is so beautiful. But that's why everybody, I think, in life, you need you need different personality types around you to see different things. So just remember, everybody, consistency is key and just don't give up because, again, nobody freaking cares if oh. you fail. <laughs> they don't. Just get after it, you know? You're your own worst critic. I know I'm mine. Big facts. <laughs> like... Big facts. For real, man. Nothing's ever good enough. But, like, if you're going to be like that about yourself, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to improve. <laughs> right, right. At least, like, put it, like, channel that negativity, like, you have towards yourself, like, of being a critic into goodness, where it's like, because I know you can do better. Right. Like, that's what I'm always saying to myself. If I feel like I'm failing, I'm like, you can do better. But it's not in like a mean way. It's like, you just know. You know what I mean? In an uplifting way, yeah. You're speaking right. to yourself kindly. You're like, look, you know you can do more for this. You you just kind of have an expectation and a bar set for yourself. And you know when you haven't reached that bar, it's not like the end of the world. You don't just like cry about it or get like super upset. You're just like, okay, I'll just do better next time. You know? Right, right. All right, so we're hitting our hour mark, and I just want to say I fucking love this conversation, but I want to hear one more thing. What is something, like, any type of, like, last-minute advice that you have for anybody who may be listening? Like, what's something that has changed your life? Maybe it was a consistency thing already, but what's something that has changed your life more than anything thus far that you would want someone else to know? Mm. Okay, the consistency is definitely one of those, but if I had to say one more thing that that really helped me. Um, I'm someone that likes to help people, right? I, I feel like I get invested in folks and there's a lot of folks out there, I believe, that are very similar to me. They like to help people and they come from a genuine place. One thing that has been very beneficial is being able to weed through folks that just aren't going to do it. So there's a, one of my favorite quotes that I've heard is like, you could have a public speaking gig. You talk to a thousand people. Okay. A hundred people out of that thousand are going to hear what you had to say. Right. And it's going to impact them a little bit. And maybe one person out of that 1000 is actually going to go do something with it. You know what I'm saying? So you have to plant the seed in a thousand people's minds a hundred of them are going to grow, but only one of them is going to produce fruit. You know what I'm saying? And if you can get out there to go do that, to be able to plant as many seeds and as many folks as you can, just by being a genuine, authentic person, by finding your your passion, your truth, whatever it is, just speaking it, eventually that will get to the right person. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, don't think that what you have to say necessarily doesn't matter or it's insignificant. Um, and don't sweat not being able to help somebody 
you know, like sometimes, you know, it's a, it's an age old saying, but you can lead a horse to water. You can't make it drink, you know? So if somebody doesn't want to do it for themselves, which is the only way that they're really going to do it is if they do it for themselves, you don't have to feel any type of way about it. It's not like a loss. It doesn't make you, you know, you're not wrong or, or bad or, or whatever it is. You're not like incapable yeah. of helping somebody just, keep moving, you know, put those seeds out there. That person will come back and find you. And that's the way I look at it. Like that fruit that they bear, they're going to bring it to you and they're going to want to show it to you. Like, look what I did. And now, and then man, that's everything. You know, I get goose, I get chills literally thinking about that. I, by somebody coming up to me in a couple years, few years, maybe 10, 15 years, who knows, but something where they're like, man, you really like, I was in a down place or I was here. I was, I wasn't doing this. And then I heard you say this and it really changed my perspective on this. And it really, or it gave me the motivation or the drive or it helped me stop making excuses whatever that is you know so right you know you have a voice and you can be a role model you know you don't have to you don't have to be as grandiose as some of these other people but mm -hmm. yeah yeah just keep it pushing man keep keep saying your word keep speaking your truth no I love that I absolutely love that because I think as kids too like um again like our upbringings. And I think a lot of people listening can, can resonate. We won't obviously go into details, but it's like when you have that hyper-independence or you're, you're wanting other people, like, you know what it's like to feel down. And so yeah. once you feel that up and then allowing yourself to then help somebody, you know, go from that place of downness to a state of light and a state of just happiness and joy, like no yeah. better fucking feeling. There isn't. There really isn't. It's like getting baptized or leading somebody to Christ. You're just like, you just want to share it with everybody. Once you experience it, you just want to share it for, with everybody. And you want them to just feel the love that you feel, you know? Right, that, right. And out of pure intention. Yeah. Because intent right. is everything, you know? Facts. Intention is everything. And so I just want to say, intentionally, Thank you, Liam Dans, for coming on the Flipside Podcast. You have been an absolute joy to have on here, and you'll definitely be invited back because I think that we're going to have a lot more to talk about in the future. But yes, we everybody, you, oh no worries. Everybody, where can uh, they find you, Liam, on any socials that you want to maybe, uh, you know, put out there? Also, he's kind of like a, you know, not an enigma, but sometimes you're a little more low key on social media. So, where really? would you want people to find you? So if you guys want to check me out, I'm on Twitter at 22footers. Um, Twitter is just kind of shit posting at this point, not going to lie. Uh, I get into a couple of things. Uh, if you guys questions about growing, real estate, whatever that is, uh, always answer them. And then on Instagram, you want to follow the fitness journey. It's at Farmer Dance. Farmer Dance because I plant the seeds in people's mind and I like to grow. So answer that question for them before they get to asking. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you again for coming on. And guess what? Your episode 22, which is your favorite number. Master building. <laughs> Master building. And so I can't wait to see all of those dreams that you were just talking about come true, where people are telling you you're planting the seeds and, you know, you keep doing your thing. So thank you again for coming on the Flipside podcast, where we talk everything upside down and inside out. And we're off. Appreciate Bye. you. Peace.